Accountability, who is needed, where, and when. Again, people go to sleep. This is when people will go to sleep in your meetings. Now we say, okay, what's, you know, who's doing what? Everyone looks at each other. Oh, can we take a lunch break? No, it's time to confront performance. So who is needed, where, and when? It has the same flavor as priority actions. You know, accountability means I'm on the hook for this result happening in reality. It doesn't mean I'm going to try. It doesn't mean I'm going to do my best. It doesn't mean I'm going to be a nice person about it. It doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, um, pretend. It means, no, what you have to create with your team is when we talk about accountability, you're actually going to produce the outcome. Now, it doesn't mean that you need to do all the work necessarily, but it does mean that you own that area of the business and you're going to stay in communication until it's fulfilled, until it's successful. You're not letting go about it with it. It's like you're like a dog with a bone. This is yours. You own it. You're not waiting for anybody. You're not at the effect of anybody. And you're in communication about whatever you need. When real accountability happens on teams, it's the glue of high performance. Without it, there's just a lot of talk. And this will be another planning exercise that makes no difference. So uh, accountability, in my experience, is, I guess if we'll use the word tough, it's the toughest area to create as a leader because it requires some really authentic conversations and it requires you as a leader really listening for authenticity in people's responses. Like, are they really owning this or did they just get you off their back? Do they really, did they really confront what this looks like to do this body of work or to lead this area? Do they have time in their schedule to do it? Are they really thinking through the end result or are they just hoping that they can stay out of trouble enough to have people forget that they said they would do it? And everything I said there in the latter half is usually the case. Um, people just think, oh, you know, they'll forget that I took this on. And absolutely, obviously, you can see the how that won't work. So accountability, single point accountability, not the whole team. When I work with teams, they want to say, oh, yeah, this area, we're going to do this marketing initiative. We're all accountable. Like there'd be four people say, we're all accountable. No, I want one person's name beside this project, this workflow, or this action. doesn't mean you're the only one doing the work. But next week when we get together or next month when we get together, we're going to say, Sue, what's going on with X project? And even though you may have a team of four people, you're saying, I'm accountable for this team working and moving through this over the next 30 days and, and doing what we said here. Um, without one person accountable, you can't say, Sue, what's going on with that? We say the question at the table, like, what's going on with this project? And then four people look at each other like, who wants to talk or who did something? And of course, we know how it goes. I thought you were doing it. No, you said you were doing that. I was waiting on somebody else to do it. Okay, that's exactly what happens. So you're confronting who's owning this area. Okay, and then lastly, I said here, get over being nice. Accountability is not about being nice. You know, too many teams waste so much time, money, effort, and being sincere and nice with each other. I have nothing wrong with being nice. I think being nice is better than being mean, but it, accountability has nothing to do with nice or mean. It has to do with, did we do what we said we were going to do? Yes or no? And if no, let's really deal with it because we're a high-performing team. Or tell the truth that we're not. We're just average and we don't care about high performance. But then you'd have a choice as the owner 
or the leader of the business say, do I want to lead that kind of team? <clears throat> okay. So measurement, how will we know we're on track? Uh, simply said here, we got to measure the game. We got to measure that we're climbing the hill and we're at the milestones we need to be at by when we need to be there to reach the summit by when we needed to reach the summit. Right. And so, uh, one way of thinking about this is what do we want more of over time? What do we want less of over time? We want more sales. We want less expense. That's just a very simple, but you think through your business. Measurement is just what it says. It has to be measurable. You need to be able to graph it and you need to be able to track it. Okay. That's the key elements of measurement of whatever your vision is. You've got to ask yourself, how will we measure this over time? And it's not subjective and it's not how we feel and it's not we're doing well or we're doing bad. All of that's way too low level. It needs to be, here's what the data says and uh, doesn't matter what our opinion is. Here's what the customers are saying. Here's where we lost customers or we gained customers as an example, black and white. And if it's not black and white, it's not a real measurement. And then um, the one thing here I added is, are we measuring from the future or from the past? So it's a good question because again, as you set the summit, you got to measure what you, what you want to ensure that your performance is a match for summiting the summit. Um, versus, uh, well, we always measured it this way, so we'll continue to measure it the same way. Well, okay, but examine it first. Are those measurements sufficient for summiting this mountain? That was for that other mountain. And they may work and they may not, but don't assume that the current measurements you have work for some new vision you have. They got to inspect it. And then lastly, calibration. Okay, calibrating. How do we fine tune to reach our destination? And again, really overlooked. This is the structure for fulfillment. This is the how you keep something in existence over time and realize it. You've got to calibrate because no plan goes as planned. We know that. Or the, the, we're going to start climbing and the storm's going to roll in. And then the, the valley we thought we could cross has this huge river now across it. And we got to circle back. All that stuff's the fun of business. All that stuff's why we need a team. All that stuff's our creativity and it calls us forth and we need to calibrate together, but we're not going to let go of the summit. We don't change the destination. We just recalibrate. We just recalibrate. Like the GPS on our car will give us a little like warning when we've turned down the wrong street and it will want us back on course. We got to be able to get back on course ourselves. So how do we do that? Well, you need to decide what is the exact communication and meeting cadence we need to ensure we stay coordinated and in action. So this is about meetings. This is about your team. Every team's unique. And your cadence is how frequently you meet, how long you meet for. And uh, as I continue here, who's needed in those meetings. Okay. A, a big problem that, that often slows down things is we, keep, we have everyone in a meeting and five people don't need to be in this meeting. They know they don't need to be in the meeting. You know they don't need to be in the meeting, but they're still here because we're being nice. Now, create teams who are up to specific projects and have the right people in the right meetings at the right time. And then explain to them why you have the right people in the right meeting. And if somebody has an issue with it, deal with it. And maybe they should be included. Maybe they shouldn't. But don't just have everyone there for everything. That's like leading the company by committee. Doesn't work. And then uh, what is the outcome of each meeting? You know, very clear outcome. We had a 60-minute meeting. We have a 90-minute meeting. When I coach my teams, a minimum time monthly that I coach for strategy and this kind of process is 90 minutes per month. 
Now that's that's once we're up and running. In a 90 minute meeting, we've got the, the leadership team on the call. We're working through these six areas and we're dealing straight on as high performance athletes, let's call us, uh, in business, uh, each of these areas. And we're inspecting the plan and we're recalibrating. We're looking at our next 30 day actions. We're making sure the accountabilities are set. We're, re we're looking at our strategies and making sure we're not just doing something because we said we would do it. No, if we need to change strategy, you need to change a strategy. That's called an urgency. Um, and, uh, and then we leave the meeting empowered. And just like I said at the beginning, high growth, empowered, peace of mind, results, confident, and people are in action on their own action plans moving forward. Okay, so this is the calibration of it. And you, and you may need to meet more often. It depends. You may need to meet every week or every two weeks or every month. And there's different mo mo modalities. And it also depends on where you're at in your project. Sometimes at the beginning, you need to meet more frequently. And then as you gain momentum, maybe you can extend meetings. That's a whole other topic. But the point here is you need a structure in place. Otherwise, you're hoping for results. And we know that ain't a strategy. Okay, team. So finishing up here. Uh, as we said, this was the perform plan system. So these six elements added together really do guarantee the successful implementation and execution of your most desired projects and results. Um, I have worked with this, as I said, over time with now probably hundreds of teams. And um, what's most valuable is the conversations that they elicit and the questions that come up and the answers that you give. And this is how you stay collabor uh, collaborative, aligned, and in high performance mode.